Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer, we can do this. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brew Head. I am Tiffany. And welcome to episode. I really need. You really need to add an intro here. What, what? What could you be? I don't know, like Tiffany. Like the amazing liquid enthusiast. Liquid enthusiast. What is yours? Crap. Uh, certified, certified Brew Head. It's so funny that I even have to ask. You said it like eight million times. Yeah. Well, Scott used to be liquid... the beer, beer oh, enthusiast. Oh, yeah, wasn't he beer enthusiast? Well, he's gone. Scott, be right, cool, beer so... enthusiast. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Scooter. Uh, yeah, Tiffany, liquid enthusiast. We'll go with that for now. Liquid enthusiast? Yeah, I'm cool with that. with that. If anyone has any other thoughts, hit the uh, hit us in the comments. Um, and welcome to episode two of the Link Up Season podcast. Last episode, if you missed it, was with Dominion City. If you want to know a little bit more about Link Up, go listen to that first episode or watch the first episode. We talked about it at length. <coughs> oh, you okay there, love? Yeah, sorry. Um, it's okay. Uh, but just to confirm, for people who just want to really quickly know if you've tuned in here, LinkUp is a nonprofit that Tiff and I, as a part of BOS Podcast and our agency, High Season Co., we partnered with Sankey and Baron, a brewery in Elmer, Quebec, up near Gatineau, to start a nonprofit to help bring in underrepresented communities and buy POC into craft beer to diversify and therefore grow it to its full potential because what it looks like on the inside is not. Sorry, other it's way. It's not around. reflected. Oh, oh, oh the outside. Yeah. That's correct. Oh, I thought I, thought I had it. Okay. So, what are, what are we pointing at water, here? Water, please. The water. Okay, wonderful. So, the uh, the second brewery to get involved, we actually did six launch beers with six different breweries to launch the program over six consecutive weeks. And this is something that we're going to be doing regularly. We are super excited to chat with this gentleman. Uh, he is... A champion is a good friend, personal friend of ours. Obviously, he really cares about craft beer, about the community, about the causes. Let's bring top him in. Bloke, top top bloke, The toppest of toppest blokes. Of top. We have Jeff tell me of Town Brewery. Let's give him a round. That's it. There he is. Uncle Jeffrey. <laughs> How you doing, Hi, brother? Jeff. Great to have How you here. How you doing? Mate, better than when, you, when your face is around. <laughs> We're doing great. You know, it's a nice two Thursdays today, Wednesday evening. It's Wednesday. You know? A non-drinking night for me, but I'm breaking it for Jeffrey. Oh, of course. Because it's worth it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh, stinking hot in, in uh, Whitby? Or Port it is. Yeah. It is. It's kind yeah. of gross. It was nice this weekend. It was a little cooler. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's been a kind of gnarly summer. But yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it's been weird all around. Like, I don't know. It's been either ridiculously stupid hot or just raining, I feel like. It's kind of like... Or both. or both, or both, yeah, or both, yeah. yeah. Basically, just no happy middle ground. It's yeah. uh, it, it sucks, but what doesn't suck is what we're going to talk about this <laughs> evening. That was a good segue. Huh? Great, yeah, segment, great. Um, awesome. You are a champion. You were one of the first people to sign on for this initiative, the Link Up Initiative. I knew you'd be down. I gave you a heads up a little while ago, and you bought in immediately when I didn't have really much to show you or tell you about it you're like yeah whatever bro i'm in i'm like and i'm extraordinarily grateful for that man um oh, yeah. the beer that you guys released it was, was it this week or last week i'm genuinely last confused. Week. it was last, last week. oh she's been sweating yeah. that oh she's sweating oh no oh, yeah. give that here Sorry. we go i might have to tap that I might have to tap it this beautiful <laughs> beer the town link up look at this artwork when i first saw it oh, hey look at the got the logo on there looking sexy uh man i was so impressed when uh, travis sent this through i was yeah, like this so is gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah. Um, you guys tell, tell, well, we're going to crack this first of all. Do you want to tell us about the beer itself, what the deal is with it, 
um, and you know why you chose this particular beer. Because I don't know if we said it in the last episode, but we actually didn't involve ourselves in any way whatsoever with any look. It's like going down outside. Okay. They're excited about the beer. They're excited. <laughs> um, we didn't involve ourselves right. in any way at all with the beer itself, any of the brews. We just go, you know what? Do whatever you want. We didn't want to yeah. put any you know, restrictions, restrictions or yeah. you know, do what you felt was good because you were getting involved with our program and you know you know what sells in your brewery and what you maybe wanted to, to do anyway. So you know, tell, tell us about the beer, bro. For sure. So, I mean, I don't think it's surprising that you, of all people, pick six breweries that do haze really. Um, <laughs> but no, kind of, yeah, right. The day for us, it's like we do we do a lot of collabs. Um, we make a lot of IPAs. Obviously, I don't think that that's um, surprising to to anyone to hear. Um, no. But uh, we love IPAs, uh, and we felt that for this especially. I mean, sometimes you do a collab, you want to do something that's kind of different and take a swing uh, for different reasons. For something like this, I think that like to, you know, the, the purpose of the whole thing was to launch this this project link up. And uh, we just felt like the best way that we could help do that would be to, you know, brew a beer that our fan base is going to like. The people who come to us for beers, I mean... We sell our IPAs sell faster than anything else, and we wanted this thing to to sell quickly and get the word out kind of to everybody. So um, for us, it was a no brainer. We love IPAs, also. Um, I wanted to make sure that I loved this beer. Um, yes. But yeah, it's uh, we did it with uh, Citra Mosaic and Vic Secret. Uh, we've never done that combo before. People will joke about the Citra Mosaic combo. Um, you can't beat it. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, I love the combo, and then the Vic Secret gives it a nice kind of a, I don't know, like a chalky kind of dank pine kind of thing going on. Is Anyways, that done it, um, in Ode to Craig or C? So yeah, C? yeah, definitely. Let's say that. <laughs> Let's say that. Yeah, it was totally that. It was totally the Aussie touch. Right? Um, <laughs> no, it's just, uh, you know, we're, we just wanted to try something a little different. But, again, I'm not going to lie. We wanted something that people were going to like. Mm-hmm. We wanted that. We wanted something that was uh, that was approachable. That's why we made it six percent. It's a little lower alcohol uh, as far as IPAs go. And uh, yeah, we just wanted people to love it and uh, talk about it and spread the love and and yeah, just make it super approachable and get the word out. So I love it. Well, Jeffrey, you're a champion. I appreciate you. Great to see your face. Get it in you. You guys, too. your lighting makes the beer look even better. <laughs> Look at that. She's gorgeous. Oh, she's wonderful. Not just guys, but the beer. Oh, so it's definitely got that chalkiness in there. I feel like it's like there's a little bit citrusy in there, almost like some lemony kind of vibes I'm getting. Um, Lemon grapefruit. Yeah. Almost got a little bit of lime, lime, uh, lime zest, mm. passion, mango. I mean, yeah. bust out all your IPA words. <laughs> <laughs> all the IPA words. Yeah. I, honestly, but though, it does have- it does have that kind of citrusy vibe to it for sure. It's a grapefruit. But like you said, it has that kind of chalky uh, little touch of pine if you're mm. reaching for it. Mm. And, uh, no, I just think it's a super clean, super easy drinking, super flavorful at the same time IPA. Yeah, couldn't agree more, man. The pine is, is super interesting. I think it's really cool that you did that because Dominion did that with theirs. It was a nice 
it was a pale ale five percent, but they had the pine in the end, and I it, I was uh, uh, pleasantly surprised to see that you had done the same thing. So it was like an unintentional consistency there, and it kind of like I don't know, I, I like that idea of doing that for for a beer like this because it makes it like it's still a classic town IPA. I love the ABV range six to seven is my, I don't know I think we've spoken about this before, but six to seven percent is that money zone for for me and I think for you is that correct? We spoke about it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And just having that pine in there just kind of switches it up. A lot of, you know, everything's all juice bombs and straight, like, orange juice or whatever. But this gives it just this little bit of differentiation, which, you know, I, I think is really cool and interesting, particularly, like you said, for your fan base who um, yeah. come to you for the IPAs. They're going to see this and be like, oh, what's this link-up thing? Oh, the beer is fire. It's a little bit completely different to some of your other juice bombs, um, you know, and, and just maybe get that conversation started. Or at the very least, they might look it up or something. So I love it. For um, sure. Something I it's love that you little... said too. Oh, sorry, sorry. Just um, oh, no. go ahead, go ahead, because I cut you off. I was going to say I had the Dominion City beer as well. Uh, oh yeah, and it's it's fantastic. They killed it. As I these are Eclipse hops. I don't know if it was all Eclipse or it was just um, was it all Eclipse? Yeah, we've used that that hop a couple of times, and man, that beer tasted nice. <laughs> um, we uh, we back some last week, and we were like trying to pick out hops. <laughs> Oh yeah, taste a little bit of this, taste a little bit of that. We're all completely wrong. None of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, that just goes to show how uh, how good uh, people who work in breweries and people who brew beer are uh, picking out hops. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I was wanted to say too. I love what you said about um, brewing a beer that you already know that your community enjoys. Because one thing to consider with this these beers is that they're not just like beers that are for fun. So if anyone's listening and they don't know, like these beers, uh, the proceeds from these beers are also contributing to hiring people um, from the BIPOC communities to get them positions in craft beer. So like it's smart. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not like you were like, oh, hey, can you brew a beer? And you're like, I'm going to try some really random rogue thing that nobody's yeah. ever enjoyed. And then in the end, it's kind of a bust or whatever. So it's like just well, yeah, as well. And that's the thing is like, you know, we knew that our staff were going to love the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that, you know, they're going to push it in the tap room. When they push it in the tap room, it gives them a story to talk about. The story that they talk about is beneficial to uh, to kind of let people know about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just like all in all, it was just we were thinking lager. We were thinking IPA. Um, and I mean, those are the beers that 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 we kind of drink the most and we enjoy the most. So we're selfish in that regard, but it's also the, the, what our kind of community latches on to. We just wanted our community to latch onto this one for sure. I love it, man. It's super, super cool. So with that, um, obviously, you know, people who have watched and and know, you know, we are obviously mates. So there's like a a bit of a bias as to probably why you got involved, but from sort of a, a more, you know, uh, what's the word? Like holistic. The, holistic is what yes, I think you yes. was looking for. You know, um, perspective. Like, what about this? You know, what made you want to get involved with something like this aside from the people that you knew? Yeah, for real. Yeah, I mean, really, most of the things that you would maybe try and get us involved in, we would probably say yes to. <laughs> but this one was, but this one was different in that it's something that we've thought about for a long time we've talked about it. i think you and i have even talked about it is like doing a scholarship how can we do more uh what can we do to try and uh, make our brewery as inclusive and as kind of community focused as it as it can be it's always been like from the get-go 
um, our message originally that we wrote down on a you know scrap piece of paper in a coffee shop before we even opened was better beer, stronger community. I think we've moved on from that a little bit, but I mean, we're really just focused on connecting our community, uh, growing, uh, you know, we're kind of like boiling it down now to like, we want to do good work and we want to, we want to bring good times. It's like, we, this is just something that was so easy for us to say yes to. Um, there's so much going on, uh, in the world right now. And, uh, it's like, you can sit back and you can make a post, you can do this, you can do that and say that you support and say that you want to help and say that you want to change. But at the end of the day, uh, if there's no action taken, then you're not going to change shit. So, uh, this was just super easy. Like, you know, again, selfishly, it's like you did the work, man. Like, well, you guys did the work. You invited us to do it. It's a pretty simple answer just to say yes. When you come with, uh, with this plan and it's set out and okay, so what do I have to do? Okay. We have to make a beer. (laughs) Okay. Was going to do that anyways. So, uh, so yeah, I'm good, right. So no, but it's just, it's super important. And for us, we're, 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 like I said, we're community focused. We try and do as many, we try and do 12 like community brews a year. Nice. Uh, I love that you have that like company. set. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's like a great like goal just internally that you have. That's cool. Yeah. We try and do one a month. Um, Last year, it actually started where I think we had 12 staff or maybe we had 11 staff, but no, we had 10 staff and and then two additional kind of owners, not kind of owners, they are. (laughs) But, uh, and we thought it would be cool because for a while, what we were doing is we were just like, as a management team coming up with, this is what we care about, or this is what we want to do. This, these are the the causes that we want to support. And then I think it was 2019 mid 2019 maybe where we're like well maybe this doesn't represent our staff um maybe we're not supporting things that are really important to our staff when we should be so what we did was we kind of gave a month to each staff member and said okay you come up with a cause or a charity or whatever that that you're really involved in or not involved in but interested in or that hits home with you uh and we'll do this community brew you can have a little bit of uh a little bit of say into the type of beer that it's going to be. And then we'll make a donation uh, based on our can sales or whatever um, to that cause. It was really cool because it, first of all, forced everyone who maybe didn't have something that like stuck out to them to figure out what they give a shit about. Like they're like, "Uh, I got to, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, what do I care about? Not, but, but it, it made them kind of think about that and, Say okay, I have an opportunity to give, you know, five hundred bucks to a cause that you know might be near and dear to my heart, might not be, um, and it kind of got us all kind of thinking. And it was really cool, and the staff were really grateful, and they thought it was a pretty cool initiative. And then the crazy thing is that the world has just gone upside down in the last twelve months, and and uh, there's just been so many different causes that have needed the attention or the donation or the, or the, um, the charitable aspects. So it's kind of like filled itself in for a lot of the community brews, um, with black lives matter to And, and we we did a beer with the band pup, which we donated to sistering, which is a women's drop in in Toronto. We did a, we do a, a lot with bands as well. So we did a, a beer with the band dizzy 
who are awesome. They're actually from Oshawa, and uh, we donated to the Rainbow Railroad. Uh, the Dirty Nil from Hamilton, uh, we donated to Onaganos, which works to get clean water to uh, Indigenous communities. So this is like not far from what we do. Uh, so to be asked to be a part of it, we were, it was just a resounding yes. And um, and then when you said, I mean, I already said yes, but when you sent the list of the other movies that were taking part, um, if I had said no, I would have been trying to figure out a way to grab that email. Because <laughs> the list was impressive. And all breweries that we really respect, we really love their beer. Um, and it's actually been a great opportunity to like get to know some of them a little bit better. So, Don't say their names because we haven't announced All around, amazing experience. Okay. I love, yeah, I love that. Love I love that. It's very interesting because like you don't have to do any of these things, you know? So I know just you just mentioning like the 12, 12 initiatives, basically or 12 community focused brews that you're doing per year. Um, it's just like, I know I kind of have like this, like why, because so many people don't. So like, why, you know, like it's not, it's, it's technically why not. But, yeah. yeah. But like, why, why do you feel I, that it's like important that. to town to, to contribute in these ways? Like one with with getting more uh, BIPOC applicants into craft beer, that's one thing. But just in generally speaking, like yeah, I just think it's um, I don't know. We are when we first opened, we followed. There was a lot of different breweries opening around us, and some were opening because they loved beer. Some were opening because it was a really seemed like a really great time to open a brewery and take advantage of that kind of growth but for us we always just kind of wanted to there's three owners and all of us were just like we want we don't want this to be this is like it's not a passion project this is you know we love to make beer but we also love to grow and we love to see how much beer we can sell and and how who we can help and what we can affect but that's a big part of it is what else can we do it doesn't always come down to dollars and cents um it obviously does if we got to keep the lights on and stuff. But yeah. at the end of the day, like we want to, we want to own a brewery for a long time, and we want a better, uh, we want a better legacy than just that we made really great IPAs and really great lagers, and and you could come to the tap room and have a really great time. That's all f- awesome. But at the end of the day, it was just like a, I don't know. It was just like a collective belief of all of us is like we're going to try and make an impact and try and do something. And look, we're not changing the world and um, I'm not uh, patting us on the back too much, but (laughs) it's just something that we just always wanted to do. And we always plan on uh, growing that it's an aspect of every uh, business meeting that we have every yearly update that we have every monthly update that we have is what do we have to, you know, what do we have? How can we grow? In this aspect, how can we grow in this aspect and how can we grow in what we're doing community-wise? So. I love, love that. it. That's gold. That's yeah. what I'll take. Can you write down 18 minutes because that's going to be <laughs> That was the answer right to down, me. That's the clip. I that's don't want to forget. Yeah, okay. And shoot, like, I'm not, like, at the same time, uh, it's, not our, it's not our driver, but people latch onto it. Yeah. And now it's what people expect of us. It's, <laughs> and, and I like that because we're going to be held to that. I feel like Um, we started out as, you know, this is what we do. And we just did like a shoreline cleanup the other day. And we're, we're trying to figure out different ways we can like do different things around COVID, but it's like, 
I think that's the expectation that our community has of us, uh, of us now. And because of we've kind of made that commitment and uh, I, I want to be held to that. So, I love that. Yeah, I know. I think that's good to keep you honest then. <laughs> I guess like yeah. if you slack off, everyone's going to be like, hey. Yeah, let's well, that's real. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, the staff too, because like the staff are like, well, you let me pick a charity before. What's up this year? <laughs> yeah, amen. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, the that's breweries the are like. Thing, so, yeah. yeah. Totally. And like breweries are community hubs. It's a place where the community get to come together. I mean, at least previous to COVID, hopefully ongoing from, from now on as well. So yeah, it only makes sense to give back to that community and to reinvest back in that community in all the different facets because like it sounds like across the board, I imagine you'd be, you know, working with donating to all sorts of different nonprofits. Uh, I imagine for everything under the sun, um, depending on whatever your staff are passionate about. So I think that's like it, technically, if you look at it like that, basically every brewery really should have this as a core part of their values because the community is what makes them function and what makes them valuable Mm, it looks like you've seen that from the beginning and it was important from the beginning when you guys were talking about opening and i think that's like a lot of what we're talking about right now as a as a team is we're trying to figure out what is our who are we what do we do and where are we going to go because we've been around for almost four years now and are we the same people we were a year ago are we the same people we were two years ago are we the same people we were four years ago and the answer is no but who are we what do we do where are we going um there's a lot of breweries whose whose value proposition to the world is that they give them the best bang for their buck, or they make the shittiest beer for the cheapest possible price, and nice. that's what they do. Yeah. Um, but that's just, I guess, that's just. Um, no, we do. We 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 try to cultivate an experience, and that isn't just beer. At the end of the day, it's uh, gives people a reason to to have faith in in us, I guess, and just like. I don't know, feel like they're a part of what it is that we do because I feel like they are. I mean, it's it was no more evident than during COVID. And and the brewery turned into a goddamn Amazon warehouse and it was just boxes everywhere and tape guns and it was just home delivery and just pounding out beer. And, and we were selling as much beer as we were selling before COVID. Um, but it was it was like not fun. It was like not what we started to do. Right. And as soon as we got, as soon as we had the opportunity to have people back in the tap room and even the guys in the back, the production dudes in the back who like, I've been there and I'm like, man, it sucks that we have this like open space brewery where these people can sit in the tap room and watch us sweat our asses <laughs> off in the back while we're working. Like, it sucks. But then when it was gone for so long and then we finally had people back in and we're all just like collectively saying, man, doesn't it feel good to like hear people drinking, like chatting and talking and laughing and music going and glasses clinking and like all of that stuff. It was like, it was like, you know, our business survived through COVID and it was fine. But once we got people back in, it reminded us like why we were actually doing what we were doing. Yeah. Making beer and sending it all across Ontario was fine. Um, but man, is it ever is it ever more fun to be serving beers and talking to people and and you know cultivating that experience for somebody rather than just making a, a, what we think is a great beer and and sending it out and hoping they like it and hoping that it it uh, connects with them because that's that's a tougher job for sure. 
It's yeah. so true. It would be just like feel like you're just like in a production warehouse, like an Amazon warehouse or something, because you're not seeing the people. For real. And I actually love the way that your brewery is laid out because I like that you can sit and hang out and then you like look up and you see someone like making your beer. <laughs> like I don't know, it's yeah. very cool. But it's probably also cool mm-hmm. on the other side because you can see people enjoying the thing. Like you get immediate instant gratification. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, you're like oh hey, you know this is why I'm doing. I'm sweating out here. But that person's like laughing and smiling and drinking, so that's why I'm sweating. Totally. So, yeah. To see somebody, to see like two people sitting in the tap room having a beer and just like, you can always tell when they're talking about something, and then you can always tell when they're talking about the beer. And like to see people doing that is better than any five cap review you're ever going to see online. No, that's that's the thing. That's why we do it. It's like, um. At the end of the day, we're running a business and we need to make enough money to stay in business. But at the end of the day, we got into the business to be like, I really want someone to enjoy this beer I'm making. Yeah. I really want someone to enjoy this experience that we're creating for them in the taproom. Yeah. I really want like people to be like, man, town is fucking cool. Like, It's not just that they do beer. It's not just that they do this. It's like, they're cool. We like what they are about. Yeah. And that's like our... Yeah, that's what we, I guess, sums us up, I guess. Oh, I love that. And and speaking of tap rooms in general and being in Whitby, so like we think about the where you are located in general, I'm just curious to know, like, do you find the tap room and the people who are attending drinking your beer to be diverse or do you find that you don't really see that so much? And have you made any efforts at all to, to kind of diversify your tap room? Excluding Link Up, which... Which is we are yeah I would say that like we live in in Whippy um, is not a super diverse uh, mm-hmm. community um, we definitely have like we definitely do have diversity though there's a, there's a, a large Jamaican population um, oh true yeah there's, an Ajax yeah so I represent yeah. <laughs> I mean Whippy as well I mean there is diversity definitely um, is our tap room very diverse I would say it doesn't totally match our community as a mm-hmm. whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely something we're like trying to focus on and, and think of ways that we can let people know how great beer can be and how great of an experience it can be. Um, we haven't really, it, the, our benefit is our space. Like we have 2000 square feet of tap room space. And that was our thing. It's like before COVID, it was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to open up the space to different, um, underrepresented communities if they want to have meetings or if they want to use it to meet or anything like that. Like, let's just open it up to them free of charge. They can just come in, you know, anytime before noon, um, they can use the space. We did uh, monthly markets where we would have vendors come in and we're like, okay, well, we need to hit a certain percentage or we need to, we need to really go out and we really need to get like people of color or vendors to come in (coughs) and to, and to sell their stuff. Um, the other thing that we've always really talked about is food. I mean, food is the way to anybody's kind of heart. Um, <laughs> and so can we bring in different ethnic foods? So, you know, when we originally were opened, we were the, the, the typical pretzel and beer brewery. So what we've really kind of focused on is uh, beef patties, or not, not beef patties, but just patties in general. Um, so there's this sweet Jamaican lady in Scarborough uh, and her business is called Stoosh, S-T-U-S-H. Yes, yes, um, yes. I saw that. Very you know? Cool. That's actually where, oh, I was yeah, trying, no. it's where I was trying to lead you to. So it was great. Because <laughs> I saw that and I was like, that's sick. I saw the yeah. photo. Like, yeah. They look, they look awesome. so good. 
Yeah, they look amazing. Oh, yeah. They really do like pure chicken patties. They do beef patties. They do uh, curried goat patties. They do lentil. Nice. They do all kinds of different patties. And so, like, we're like, okay, when we open, this is going to be our focus. We still have the pretzel. We still have the guac and chips. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we're like, all right, we need to, like, bring in as many of these different patties and we need to push them as much as possible because it's, well, like, hey, it's maybe it's a unique thing that we can do for us as a brewery. Uh, with like a very limited ability to to cook food, but I mean, shit, it tastes awesome with a beer. <laughs> and, it does, uh, and it's and and people love them, right? Like, it's one of those things. I feel like it's like if you're offered one, it's a it's an obvious yes, but maybe you don't go out of your way to like source it yourself. So yeah, we're uh, we're hopefully going to be the new patty dealer in uh, in Whippy. The there. patty pushers, but, <laughs> yeah, the patty pushers. <laughs> But no, like even like the stuff that happened with Brienne, um, like Rat Magnet and that whole thing. And we really focused on creating a code of conduct and we really focused on trainings, uh, bystander harassment training. Uh, we had Ren come in and talk to us. Um, and we're just really trying to, for a while, it's like, okay, what can we do overnight that's going to change us? How are we going to be diverse tomorrow? Um, and and not that we were doing anything bad, but we weren't doing anything. We weren't going that extra mile, I guess you could say. Um, but then Ren's like, look, you don't need to, to change your whole entire business by tomorrow morning at nine. It's okay. Yeah. But, you know, you take these steps, you do these things, and you create a culture of welcoming inclusivity and do things that are going to attract maybe people that don't look like me, which I am the typical bearded white dude. Um, and you know, that's, that's essentially the majority of the people who are coming in and the majority of the people who are applying for jobs. And for us, one of the things that we spent a significant amount of time talking to rent to is we needed to diversify our hire. If our, if our staff doesn't, represent the the um, community around us, then our customer base is likely not going to represent the community around us. So that's something that we've really focused on. And and the little things, um, the little things add up to a lot and we're just continuing to kind of try and plug and plug away at it. And and uh, this that's another reason why this was such a such a like an easy yes. And you're like, oh, but you have to be willing to do a work placement. I'm like, give me a work placement. <laughs> yeah. I would love it, right? Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, we just want hungry, hungry people who, who uh, are willing to work and want to be part of what we're doing. And I, I don't care what they look like or anything. It's just, yeah. uh, we, want, we want to go out there and find people who are aligned with what our values are. Yeah. And I love that too. And I think um, there's a few things uh, I was going to say. I want to double click on. I need to stop talking. Stop to, talking like uh, um, San Francisco this tech. Is, this is the client thing's problem. They're like I want to double click on what you said there, and I'm like, really? Double That's click? Awesome. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh gosh. Anyways, so something that I love that you said, and I just want to reiterate it so that maybe breweries can hear that too. I love the idea of like oh, using the space to host events. Yeah. Whether that be for free or that's just like I don't know, prioritizing like hey, we're gonna do this event when we're not open during these times. Like hey, come in and do this thing. 
or when we're hosting yeah. events, we're trying to get, um, you know, make sure we diversify the vendors that are in there. That's just so smart. I haven't heard anybody talk about using their space specifically to like welcome people to come in. I'm just thinking of like the Jamaican association that my mom's a part of or things like that. Like maybe that could be interesting for them to come in and do something for whatever. Pair up the beers with their food. Yeah. But you're even saying just renting out the space sometimes to use it. And then they're probably like, Hey, what's this brewery here? Then you don't know whose kid needs a job. Who's who knows somebody who, yeah, it's just, it's just as much visibility as possible is what's really going to drive them. I think the, issue is that when you look at like craft beer marketing or just overall yeah craft beer marketing in general it markets to a specific person because there is already a specific person behind it so it's just natural that it ends up this way so you do have to go the extra mile to do certain things to put it in front of people it's actually like a full-on additional marketing strategy to like get in front of a specific type of person so i think that's so cool yeah, outside of even the patties is cool too. And I want to try it next time that yeah. we come down. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Try I'll mail you out them. I'll freeze them. <laughs> Please. Um, but, it's, but it's like a thing, man. It's like um, like one of the guys who works at the brewery, Travis, his wife works in like recruiting and like training of underrepresented peoples. And the point is not to – you know, like we have to put a post out and hope, hopefully some people of color apply so that we can hire them. It's like it is an investment and a decision that you make is like we need to go out and we need to we don't need to go and find black people. We need to, like, diversify our staff because diversifying our staff, not to check boxes, diversifying our staff will benefit our staff. It will make our staff stronger. It will make everyone on our team stronger to have more lived experiences as a whole. And that's the exact same with our customer base. And like to have somebody and to offer our space, our space is one thing that a lot of a lot of groups and a lot of associations don't have. So we have this space. They don't have to like our beer. They don't need anything. If we offer up free space, they might use it. They probably won't even drink beer while they're there. They probably won't even have the patties. They might not even know the patties are available. Yeah. But... They will see our space and be like, oh, this is kind of cool. And they'll definitely interact with our staff, which I can guarantee will be a positive experience for them. And maybe that's enough for them to be like, we should come back when this place is open. And if it doesn't, then that's fine as well. We haven't lost out on anything. The lights were going to be on. The AC was going to be going. There's people working in the back anyways. This space was going to exist empty. Um, so why not exist, you know? to benefit somebody else, I guess. Um, and yeah, at the end of the day, it's, that's, that's what it is. It's not checking boxes. It's, it's, it's making our, our, our staff and our, we think of ourselves as a family and I know it sounds stupid and cliche, but we really actually do. Um, and to make that, to, to make that family stronger, you need to have people from different backgrounds, people who have lived different experiences, people who have different perspectives, um, that's one thing we're really big on is we try and get everybody's opinion who works at the brewery on almost everything we do because, you know, I can't make every decision uh, based on this. Andy can't make every decision based on beer. Travis can't make every decision based on marketing because then we would just have one person's view. Mm-hmm. Caitlin can't make a decision on everything taproom. It's like to have these outside perspectives and, and the more diverse those perspectives are, um, the better 
the decisions and the better the actions will be. I truly believe so. Um, really, at the end of the day, it's like it's like it's not just a box. It's selfish to me. I I want to create a better business. Yeah. So that these types of things and being part of them and 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 putting actual effort into them is what is going to. It's the only way you're going to get benefit out of it. And it's the only way you're going to get benefit out of the business as a whole. I guess. So. Yes, yeah. Boz, I love it. In the last month as well, you've uh, you posted about a couple of different positions that you had available, and I imagine that a lot of the challenges that you were talking about probably came up. A lot of the people applying were, oh yeah, being in my dudes. Yeah, like we've what, had, what does it we've, look had like? a, we've had a much more. Uh, we've had in the last, I would say in the last six months, we've had a much more <clears throat> diverse. Um, applicant base nice. um which has been really good to see because we've been doing a lot for we've been doing a lot of little things for a long time um but we haven't had one able to have people in the tap room and b posted a job for a while <laughs> um yeah. any job that we had come up we were trying to fill mm-hmm. with you know tap room staff or or you know people who worked <clears> there <throat> who might have been underemployed due to uh due to covid so we hadn't had the opportunity to see hey are these things working uh you can't really tell from the the list of names on shopify (laughs) whether you're you're having a an effect right so no in the last in the last little while it's definitely shown that it's we're getting we're getting better and the results are are so positive so yeah, it's Love that. I want to. I'll be curious to why do you think that maybe like within this year alone, those app, the applicant base has sort of changed. I mean, do you think it's just from a lack of overall jobs and people are finding it just through you know Indeed or LinkedIn or whatever, or do you think there's been some sort of more awareness of craft beer and people are targeting it? Um, like, do you know where it comes from? I mean, it'd probably I be don't a guess, but. I don't really know, to be honest with you. Um, I just think that, I mean, we've really been focusing on trying to like talk about the things that we're doing. Um, and, you know, maybe those, the, the, the continuous, you know, not plugging, but the continuous kind of like small acts that we've been trying to do are maybe adding up to have like, like, like Ren was saying, it's not going to change overnight. It's like a continual focus on doing these things. You know, a, some, a person of color is not going to see one post that you did. They're not going to see one black square that you posted and say, Oh, I'm going to apply for a job now. Um, yeah. It doesn't work that way. So it's like, I think just maybe the commitment to, to kind of continually doing that. I mean, it sounds I don't know. It's it, maybe that's worked. I don't know, but uh, but it also could be, you know, it's obviously a combination of things. It's not just one thing that's that's kind of changed it. But could it also have an ha, ha, have something to do with people sitting at home for a year on their phones? Maybe are they paying more attention to uh, stuff that's going on in the community because they can't actually go out and do things in the community? <clears throat> maybe. Yeah. Um, definitely, like a lot of outside factors but um whatever it is uh it's getting better and for whatever reason it's happened i'm grateful and then hopefully you know it's just like a snowball effect so 
Yeah, I think it's sustained effort for sure. I think it's that part. Mm-hmm. Like, it isn't going to happen overnight, but if you keep doing these small things, like if I was somebody, it's not even small things to say, but if you keep doing these things, it's just like incremental. It's like people keep yeah. noticing and noticing. And if I was somebody who already didn't know you and perhaps I was looking for a job and you came up in the Black is Beautiful, for example, one time I'd be like, not oh, interesting, like these guys. Seem yeah, for me, type of thing. Yeah, like these seem down for the cause. Like, I don't know, it's just all these small things the that you might start. And the yeah. patties, and you're like, all right, these, like, I see these guys. And that's exactly what's going to happen because then you're going to follow for the one thing and then maybe you just like stay up and you're like, okay, these guys seem like they, uh, the yeah. values align. Right, so it is all these it's small just, things. Yeah, it's not just like a, it's not just like a baseless post. Yes. Um, yeah. Like my whole background, my whole background was in sales. Like before I started, and it was like you're not just gonna cold call somebody and sell them something. You're gonna cold call somebody and maybe get their email, and then you're gonna email them, and they're not gonna get a response, and then you might email them again, and then <laughs> you might be like, oh man, this like I like something about that, and it's just the continual little trickle. Um, so until someone gains your trust or until yes. someone, you know, is, is interested enough to take an action mm-hmm. just because no, someone doesn't take an action doesn't mean they didn't, uh, you know, make a note of it mentally or, or it didn't have an impact mm-hmm. on them smaller as, or as big as it might be. But, um, yeah, I think it's, I don't know, but I'm happy about it. That's all I can really say for sure. Great. And honestly, like partnering with initiatives like LinkedIn, not to plug us, but that's the point too, right? Like that also is going to be the one. So it's just continuing to do things like that and finding these opportunities and leveraging them whenever you can. So I think it's super cool. Um, No, I love it. I was going to ask, we're sort of coming up towards the end of it now. So being that, you know, you're in a position, you're a, a brewery that I guess, unfortunately, are probably one of the few who are proactively giving back to the community. Uh, you know, regularly, consistently, monthly, in a variety of causes. Go. I was just gonna say, I feel like you think more. Are? I feel like there. I feel like there are more Good. than no. And this is it. I, I feel like as a we did it for a long time. We did a really bad of bad job of telling our story. Um, I think. I truly believe that there are more breweries than we think who are giving back and who are doing these things. I just think that um, they may or may not be telling their story. Um, Therefore, lack of I don't want to be careful, but well enough. Or there's also breweries that I know for a fact give a lot back and they might kind of mention it once a month or they might kind of mention it once a year. Um, but yeah, I, I, not to say that everybody is again, but um, I do feel like I do feel like I'll just say this: more are giving back than we know, or or, or, or we notice. Yeah, I, I think that's a really valid point. So uh, I'm I'm very happy. There's nothing more I would want to be to be proven wrong in, in that statement. So that's awesome. So <laughs> for the. For the for, you know, I don't want to try and Jeff's like, far. you're wrong. No, okay? no, no. You're wrong. I'm with it, bro. It's not like, because that's not <laughs> anything like, anyone wants. I, yeah. You know what I mean? But for, for brewery, yeah. because you'd be, I guess what I was trying to position was for, you know, for, for maybe breweries who would be, um, maybe this, this whole concept of diversifying is pretty new to them and they might not have really considered seriously about what they, um, you know, uh, getting involved in a program like Link Up or doing something like this. 
Do you have any words of advice to to a brewery who would be considering to to get involved in link up or to proactively, regardless of us, because it's not really all about link up, really. It's all about the diversifying of the craft beer industry for the sake of the industry, for longevity, for growth, for prosperity, for everybody involved in the community. Yeah. Like, do you have any words of encouragement or advice for someone who, you know, maybe is seeing this for the first time? It's like, oh, shit, man, this guy's got some points. <laughs> like, what, what should I do? Where should I start? Do you have any? any, any and this anything? isn't, this isn't, um, this isn't original. This is really like a Ren quote, but like, if you're not doing it yet, start because your business is going to rely on it. Like, and if that's the thing that, that pushes you to start, it's a bad reason to start. Mm. But um, hopefully that leads to a genuine, uh, a genuine want to take part in these things and to reach out to different communities because... Uh, bearded white dudes aren't going to support your business and aren't going to allow your business to grow for the next 25 years. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you're, what you've started a brewery to do, then um, you better, you better figure your shit out because it, whether or not you like it or not, it, I mean, it's something that you got to do. And like I said, I don't know if that's the best reason to get into something like this or not, but I'm more looking at the, the final impact. And if that's what it takes for somebody to start, uh, and it's going to help the cause, then hopefully they uh, just realize what it is that they can do and the pull that they do have. Um, and I, I, I always wonder if people shy away from stuff like this because they are afraid to offend uh, a certain portion of the population. I, I have no idea how something like like Link Up could offend anybody, but... Um, you know, I guess certain things that we have supported in the past and we've been vocal about supporting in the past, some some owners might be afraid that they're alienating some of their customer base. And I would just uh, I would just say, do you like do you really want those people to be your customers at the end of the day? Um, and what are you losing out on? Um, what are you losing out on to appease people who who don't deserve your your attention and time? Well, Perfectly said. I love it. Perfectly yeah. said. And with that, and with that, yeah, I was like, take uh, it home, <laughs> Jeffrey. Let's take the uh, the thumbnail real quick. Oh yes, yes. Uh, before we forget, because I do not want to uh, let that slide. So, if you want to hold up your wonderful town brewery link up collab. Yeah, it's a half percent of Douglas Rookie Jeffrey. Okay, here we go. Let's go. Do this. Yeah, I was like, okay, you did an accident. I'll do the yellow. Okay, I'll get the link. Oh no, you do the link up. Okay. I get the link up because Jeffrey's got that. All right, ready? All right. Oh, that's trying to keep it organized. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Uncle Jeff, uh, where can everybody find Town Brewery online, sir? Uh, at Town Brewery on Instagram, at Town Brewery on Facebook, I think, at TownBrewery.ca on Twitter. Uh, don't think we have TikTok yet, but maybe that's coming in the next little while. Yeah. I'm too old. I'm not cool. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I've never yeah. felt older in my life. Knows <laughs> where, whatever. Don't worry. About uh, it. Uh, yeah, wherever you find good beer. I love, I love it. it. I love it. Amazing. Um, we're going to wrap this up. Stick around. We'll, we'll wrap up at the end. But, uh, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. Make sure you go check out Town. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. 
hit subscribe below, hit the notification bell so you know when the new new drops. Follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast and, of course, at Link Up Beer everywhere. LinkUpBeer.org for anyone who wants to apply. By the time you see this, the website and the application forms will be good to go. Guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers. Get it in ya. Yeah.